G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Have you ever thought about what it's like to live on the streets, what it's like to be homeless or down on your luck, as some people might say? Well, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul certainly have, and they want to help people not only understand that, but they want to raise some money to help those less fortunate. They're doing it in a different way. Peter Ma is the CEO of St. Vincent de Paul in Queensland, and he joins us now. Peter, uh, you've got an interesting program coming up in winter called the CEO Sleepout. Now, that gives me some interesting images to think about of CEOs sleeping out in order to raise money for homelessness, but you're doing it in the middle of winter. That's going to be cold. Look, it is cold, and I think it depends on which state uh, of Australia or territory that you're in. Um, I think uh, particularly in places like Canberra, it can be extremely cold. Um, A little bit not as cold in uh, the Northern Territory or in Queensland, but it still is um, a wonderful experience for uh, CEOs or corporate leaders um, to actually spend a night and experience what it is like in their local community to actually be homeless for a night. Well, let's wind the clock back. How long has the CEO sleepout been going in Australia? And where did the concept begin? Where did the idea of getting CEOs and senior corporate leaders to spend a night on the streets come from? Look, it uh, actually began in uh, Vinnie's in New South Wales. Uh, they started the initiative, and this, I think, will be their 10th year. Uh, in Queensland, for example, and the majority of other states, I think this will be their sixth year. So we made it national uh, six years ago, and it has uh, spread, obviously, throughout the country, and, and people are often familiar or have heard about the CEO Sleepout now. And it's uh, over the years, it's raised, uh, I think, uh, well over $24 million in the 10 years um, there. So it continues to grow, and it's an excellent opportunity uh, for people to experience homelessness. I mean, the sorts of things that happen, if you like, on the night, and I know the first time I, I did the CEO Sleepout, you're given a piece of cardboard, you're sleeping on a bit of concrete, it's really cold and uncomfortable. Every time you move, you, you really feel that concrete underneath you. But not only that, the things that also hit me particularly was, where's my wallet? Where's my glasses? What have I done with my shoes? So it's little things like that that really draw attention. And throughout the night, uh, we also have an opportunity where we often bring people who have been homeless. And in some cases, we've actually even had CEOs who have come along and who were homeless at one stage in their life. So homelessness can happen to anyone. Most of us are only, you know, one or two pays away from not being able to pay the mortgage if we've got a house. And so it is, you know, a huge issue for people. People can also be suffering from issues like mental health and, uh, be renting, for example, and all of a sudden they don't have income and, and they get evicted and, and they're out there uh, being homeless. So there's huge um, people in a huge number of people in our community that are homeless, and many of those people, for example, are also children. 
So it is a big issue, homelessness. We need to raise awareness of it. It's not just the responsibility of government. It's responsibility for every member of the Australian community. I mean, we often talk about uh, a society is often judged the way it treats its most vulnerable people. And I think the CEO sleep ad is an example there. And I think our aim in Australia in the 21st century should be that no person is homeless from choice. Uh, and so, you know, we really encourage uh, people to, to get on board to sponsor a CEO uh, for the event. And uh, so the money raised is is a great initiative because that goes into providing housing and support services for people in need. But it also is amazes how amazing how many of the uh, organisations that become involved through their CEO and the CEO Sleepout want to get involved in other programs. So, for example, in my particular state in Queensland, I had one of the CEOs as a result of the CEO Sleepout was running a training organisation. And so he's been providing training uh, for young people. We've had I've had other CEOs have turned around and said, well, look, I wouldn't mind assisting um, people with, with employment and I'm going to take on one or two people and give them a job um, that have been homeless. And, and the the list of opportunities, if you like, because of raising awareness of homelessness from the CEOs, and, and often CEOs are in a very powerful position. I think in any organisation, if anyone of us has dealt with a CEO, uh, if the CEO says something, it's almost like gospel and everybody <laughs> jumps up and down and does it. Uh, and so that's a very powerful position to be in. And if we can have CEOs, and particularly CEOs of big, large corporations, being involved and actually rising to the challenge. And I think uh, it will also make them a better person, personally, from their experience. Now, one criticism I have seen of uh, the sleep out is that it attracts some of the big heavy hitters when it comes to both corporate and even political parts of Australia. We've had uh, our Prime Minister and our opposition leader, whoever that happens to be at the time, quite often taking part. I've seen federal treasurers take part in the CEO sleep out, but sometimes I wonder just how effective it is because, well, it might be in a stadium, not on the streets. It it might not be next to the dumpster on a piece of cardboard. It might be in a nice sleeping bag on a stretcher, for example. How do you still manage to get that message across that it's not just a fun camp out under the stars with other corporate people of Australia, but the fact that this is quite a serious issue. Well, can I say, firstly, we wouldn't let them have a sle- a, a, a um, stretcher. We sort of say, look, that's not on. We, we do stretch the line. At, uh, we will accept a sleeping bag, but they're not supposed to have pillows. They can't bring a swag or anything along those lines. So we are fairly firm and definite about what we will accept on the night because people do need to experience um, the homelessness. And I, I know in... Uh, some of the uh, CEO sleepouts that we've had over the last few years, it's rained and some of them have got wet. And uh, <laughs> I've almost been tempted uh, one night, to be honest, to uh, we, we actually usually bring them together at one stage and sit them down and have a bit of a presentation. And I've really been tempted to go around and pinch all their sleeping bags and say, now you'll really know what it's like, because that's the reality of, of people who are on the streets. I mean, most people on the streets actually will not sleep in a sleeping bag. And the reason for that is because if a person is actually sleeping in a sleeping bag, they're at a substantial risk of being kicked um, when and very vulnerable from people walking past. It's amazing how uh, you know some people might be drunk on the streets that um, have come out of a night of partying at a club or whatever, and they see a homeless person and they'll just lay the boot in. So homeless people will often tell you they won't sleep inside a sleeping bag uh, because they are very vulnerable.
And I've met people who are living on the streets who um, have blankets. Yeah, they've got a, a, a like a, almost like a like a Huckleberry Finn swag where it's uh, all their worldly possessions wrapped up in a blanket and that blanket is actually stashed under a bush beside a riverbank for the day so they can come back at night and know that their stuff is still there but they've got their spot marked out. And, and you just think, wow, that's that's pretty incredible that not only have they thought that far ahead but the fact that they know what they need to do to survive. Yeah. Oh, look, people on the street are um, very... Um very smart in terms of knowing what they need to do. I mean, you, you, you just sort of think, oh, I'll go and lay in the middle of a bit of grass. Well, you know, you may be bitten all night long. Um, so they really do learn very quickly where are the better places to sleep. Uh, in some places you can sleep and, and you're visited by the police and told to move on. Uh, you can find other places where it becomes very violent um, for you. So you really have to, uh, if you find a place that's safe and secure, um, you want to make sure you've got that spot as well. And you have to be careful uh, during the day because you've got to make yourself invisible during the day for many of the homeless people. And that's an issue for them. Now, of course, the St. Vincent de Paul Society is a Christian organisation who is putting faith into action. And this isn't just, well, you know, we, we feel like we should do the right thing. It is very much a deliberate effort on a faith response. You know, Christ first loved us, so we want to love others. What do you do after that? How do you actually show people that this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it, and this is what's going to happen with the money? Look, it, it's really about uh, putting our faith into action, and that is the challenge. And every day, um, I think there's over 60,000 uh, members of St. Vincent de Paul across Australia and they go out in pairs and visit people in their homes, provide support. We're constantly out there trying to secure additional accommodation for people. Um, we're not an organisation that, uh, if, if you actually look at, um, and I can only give you the numbers for, for my state, which happens to be Queensland, but you know I've got nearly 10,000 volunteers and I have about 340 paid staff. So we run a very lean operation in terms of uh, what we, how we operate in terms of paid, because our biggest focus is to get money out to assist the poor. And I look at many of our members, and I remember once being at one of our annual general meetings, and and one of our members stood up and said, "You know, I spend hours every day cutting rags for your organisation, and we sell them at uh, twenty dollars for ten kilos." And he said, "Don't you dare waste money." And uh, that has always stuck in my mind um, to think about it because many of our volunteers are salt-of-the-earth people. Many of them are not wealthy themselves. Um, It's a bit like, you know, the parable of the poor lady who gave the one penny um, as opposed to the rich person who stands up there and says, look, you know, I'm giving you all this money. I mean, it's really giving from the heart and and what people can afford. And, And I think that's what real charity is about. Um, and that's what we need to encourage in people, that people can really give what they can afford um, to give. And, and, and sometimes um, very wealthy people can afford to give a hell of a lot more than they actually give. I think it's also important in the fact that all organisations should be upfront to, especially their donors, about what they're doing with the money. This is where we're spending it. This is how much we're spending on this, this and this. But 
I, I think it's maybe even more important for faith-based organisations to be able to say, well, yes, this is how I am being a good steward of the money that you have donated or that you have helped raise. Look, I, I fully agree. And uh, one of the things when I first uh, became the CEO of St Vincent de Paul, I really made sure that we really improved the quality of our annual reporting um, and, and so, for example, uh, you know, I can tell you that last year we assisted 297,000 people across Queensland. And, and I can tell you the exact dollars amount of, of money that was raised that, that goes out there. And I think in terms of our, our overall administration, um, we're running at about 7 to 8% of administration costs. Um, you know, it's always hard to determine exactly how you calculate those figures, but it, it is very, very lean. And I think that is important. And, and there are a lot of charities that are out there doing that. Um, and we need to, you know, people, I think, need to look around and sort of see what is actually happening um, there on the ground. I mean, it's um, in some charities, uh, look, it's people are attracted to a charity if it's about a child. You know, I often tell the story if I said to people, look, um, we actually, and this is a true story, we had a situation down at uh, what's called Australia Fair down at uh, the Gold Coast, and we got a call out one night for a couple of our volunteers to go out because there was a lady sleeping on the park bench. And it was amazing um, when the volunteers went down there that they realised under the park bench was a young child in a suitcase. And, you know, it really moves people when children are involved. So I think, you know, we need to look at what we're doing and, and realise that there are a lot of great charities out there that maybe um, are doing things for the community that are very worthwhile, um, but they may not have the, the, the almost what I call the, the sex appeal, the attraction um, that is out there. So, you know, sometimes, you know, Looking at dementia might not have the same attraction as dealing for a charity that's working with a, with young um, children. So we need to, as Australians, I think, be conscious that there are a lot of worthwhile causes and we need to, I think, personally reflect ourselves and pray about it and, and work out where we think it best to put our energies as individuals. But I think we don't adopt the approach that says, no, I'm not going to give to anyone. I think we really need to look right through our churches, organisations where we assist, whether it's in Australia or even overseas, and that's another substantial issue. Well, Peter, looking at the way that the CEO Sleepout has worked over the years and the way that you've encouraged CEOs and corporate people to dig in and, and experience a night in some small way of the way the homeless people live and at the same time raising money to be part of that privilege, if you could call it that, um, what ways has the CEO Sleepout actually made a difference to the work of the St Vincent de Paul Society? Well, look, I'll just use Queensland as an example. You know, I, when I started here 10 years ago, uh, we had about 22 properties uh, that we were providing uh, for homeless facilities. We've now got over, I think it's 430 properties across the state and uh, similar in other states as well. So they're out there trying to get more and more accommodation on the ground. Uh, they're also out there providing um, more and more in terms of services that are available to people. So, you know, some areas are providing um, support services that people can go in, um, providing social workers and psychologists to work with uh, people who are homeless. Uh, there's also other programs happening um, where we are um, helping people 
um, with the support services to uh, be able to get into permanent accommodation. And I think the, the real solution to ultimately address the issues of homelessness is to get people into long-term sustainable housing. So the, the CEO sleep out, it really does make a significant impact on the way that Vinnies are able to operate their ministry. Look, it makes a huge impact. Um, you know, St Vincent de Paul, uh, the majority of our funds do not come from government. You know, we, we are fortunate. We have our Vinnie shops and we really encourage people to support them. But we have three other major fundraisers during the year, our Christmas appeal, our winter appeal and our CEO sleep out. And there are three major appeals, and we rely very, very heavily on that money. I mean, it goes out there to the grassroots um, to assist people. You know, on any night across Australia, there are literally thousands of members of St Vincent de Paul going out in pairs, visiting people in their homes or on the streets and assisting people. Um, you know, we, we don't stop. It, it's not one of those things that... And each of our members that get together, I mean, our members usually... we. Uh, come together weekly, they pass around a bag and they take a secret collection every time they come together. Our members put their own money in as well to service the poor. Um, so, you know, it really is, uh, and obviously they want to do more uh, to help more and more people, and this is why they rely very strongly on things like the CEO Sleepout. Well, just finally, Peter, the CEO Sleepout is happening later this month. When? It's on the 18th of June. That's Thursday night, the 18th of June, and uh, I'd really encourage people, if they can, to go online, uh, just type into Google CEO Sleepout, and uh, it will come up, encourage people to get online and donate money to uh, one of the CEOs that are sleeping out, or if you know a CEO or a board director or someone in a senior position in an organisation, put a bit of pressure on them and get them to sign up. It's amazing how um, quite a few of the CEOs uh, that have uh, attend the CEO sleep out, that it's actually been their EA or secretary that's actually dobbed them in, so to speak, and uh, they've been absolutely tremendous in, in encouraging. And there's a lot of organisations that have got right behind their CEOs, and it does for some of them become a bit of a competition to see if they can outdo each other. CEOs can be um, a fairly uh, competitive group of people and uh, so it is for a really worthwhile cause and uh, so it is a you know and it's an excellent night for the CEOs as well because they really do for have an opportunity to experience firsthand the issues of homelessness but to also hear stories from people um, real stories from real people about their experiences. Well, if people want to know more, you can uh, check it out. Just do a search in your favourite search engine for the Vinnie CEO Sleepout. You'll find out all the details there. Peter Ma, the CEO of the St Vincent de Paul Society in Queensland, really appreciate your time and thanks for sharing with us today. Thank you very much. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.